strength. And I, I brought this this morning. We're going to talk about faith, and I like this. Uh, you probably can't read it, but it said, Noah looked like an idiot until it started to rain. Keep building. hundred years, he didn't look too good, but he shone like a new penny when it started to rain. Well, we just need a few showers around here, would y'all say? Amen. It'll come soon enough. Praise God. I want to talk about this morning, a subject we've been on, about mastering the contradiction. Chapter 8, the Lord Jesus himself said this, so we, we know it's emphatic. In verse 32, verse 31, Jesus then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, it's conditional, isn't it? If ye continue in my word, then... Then, if I continue in his word, am I, am I his disciple indeed? Very conditional. Not just someone that believes, not someone that's amening, but continuing in the word. Must be a challenge to continue in the word. Must be somewhat of a struggle at times to continue in the word. Must be a temptation to not continue in the word, even though it's the strength of our life. And then verse 32, and then he said why we should continue in his word. He said, ye shall know the truth. You shall be intimate, have a knowledge that is precious to you. You shall know the truth, and the truth, the implication there is the truth you know, will set you free. How free? Well, the Lord Jesus was implying here that you'd be as free as he is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, you've never, you've never looked at your life and just said, what do I want in life? Well, I want to be happy, and I want to have a supply, and I want to have my relationships right, and all the things we could list. The only reason we don't have anything in our life that's dominating and prevalent and, and lifting us up is because we're not free. It's all bondage, because we know that when we go to heaven, we'll be free. Be free in heaven. There's no devil. There's no sin. There's no curse. There's, there's not even any mean people. They, they got left on the second trip or whatever. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be marvelous. Well, what is it about that? Well, God's there. Well, that's not going to be really the thing that sets you at liberty. It's that you have freedom. You can be who you are without having the temptation to not be who you are. So, if you want to be free, you've got to be in pursuit of the Word. The Word is truth. The Word is truth. This is the truth. There's things that can be true, but this is the truth. So if you don't pursue the Word, and if you don't lay hold of the Word, and if you don't operate in truth, then you're not free. Everything that you and I struggle with, every temptation that the devil has access to us, every time we mess up or fail or fall short of the glory of God, it's because we weren't free in an area. We made a wrong decision. We had a wrong desire. We had a wrong approach. Something wasn't right because we weren't free. We, had, we were thinking, what do people think? We were thinking about tomorrow and our supply. We were thinking about our bodies. We were thinking about something except I'm free. And there's plenty more of this good where that came from. So the desire and the pursuit of truth is the beginning of freedom. Point to yourself with me and say, be hungry for the truth. So that's the key right there. Now we have to say that truth 
is the basis of faith. Truth is the basis for faith. A lot of times we want to get a formula for faith, and we want to go, okay, i gotta, I got to put the Word in because faith comes by hearing. Faith arises by hearing. So i I got to get the Word in. Okay, okay, I'll do that, yeah. Okay, I'm on a little program. I'll, I'll put that in every day and, and see if I can get that in. And then i got to speak, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be sure and speak the right thing and get my confession right. And we go through a list of things, and we say, this is how I'm going to get in faith. But that wouldn't necessarily be true. You know, the Bible tells us, the Lord Jesus said, except you come as a little child, you're not going to be able to necessarily get things. So we have to, not, we have to get off of information. Information is not the answer. Information does not set you free. Why, with all the labor-saving and time-saving devices in this society, we ought to be just sitting around waiting for something to do. But we're all covered up. Ask anybody, how's it going? Oh, I'm busy. I'm busy. Have you ever talked to anybody that didn't come out with, I'm so busy? Hallelujah. So we've got to put the truth in, and we've got to be in pursuit of the truth. We've got to be on the headline. The headline is truth because truth makes everything else work. Why is that? Because Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. So Jesus is truth. And so when we go after truth, even if it's just in the written page, we're really going after Jesus. And if we don't love the word, we really don't love the Lord Jesus. We could make that jump, couldn't we? So the more I love the Word, the more I'm saying I love Jesus. Lord, how do I love you? He said, love my Word. Because my Word inside of you on a consistent basis will set you free, and you'll be like me. You'll be able to obey me. You'll be able to do what I do. So we have to put a different law into our lives that we're used to. When, before you're born again, you just live life according to the senses, according to your experience, according to your memories. Things that made you f- afraid one day and you, you, you got put back because something scary happened, you tend to not ever want to do that again. Right. Even though it was a freak thing and it had nothing to do with our future, we stay away from things that upset us and everything. But when we get born again, we have to change over, switch over to another set of rules, another set of living. For instance, you cannot bring a bat to basketball. It's like wrong rules. You can't compete. You, you cannot operate. You can't, uh, you can't bring a, a bat to soccer. There's no kicking in, in, uh, in uh, baseball, but there is kicking in soccer and football and everything. Well, I, I just want to kick. Well, you're going to have to just play certain games or engage in certain sports if you want to kick because some things you can't kick. If you kick the ball in basketball, you know, you're out or whatever you do. It's, it, they don't like you to kick the basketball. So turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Let's, you know, you can't steer a car like you steer an airplane. The steering wheel's fixed in a car pretty much. But if you push on a stick or a, a, the wheel or the whatever in an airplane... That thing's going to start going down. If you pull up on it, it's going to go up. It, it, they're not the same. Helicopters are way tricky. You, you don't get in there and say, oh, yeah, I've, I've flown all sorts of airplanes. This thing flies, I'll, I'll just fly it. No, if you, don't know air, if you don't know helicopters, you're going to be all over the world. So we have to do that in the kingdom. 
But it seems to be the greatest challenge for people not to revert back to what's common, what's routine, what's natural. But if you want to have success in the kingdom, you have to make the switch. You have to say, I am a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I have to change. I do have things that are common to the old man. I have the same body, the same eyesight. My, my, my ears are little or, you know, one, one arm's longer than the other. Whatever it was, but there's so much that's different. We can't even go back to the same. So 2 Corinthians chapter 4 tells us how to master the contradiction. There's a contradiction between walking by faith and walking by your senses. Verse 17 in your Second uh, Corinthians 4, verse 17 says, For our light affliction. Now you could put a little note there on the word affliction, and you could put uh, pressure, you could put adversity. For our light pressure, there is pressure in life, isn't there? Sure there is. There was pressure to get up and come to church this morning. Ah, what was the pressure? That bed never felt better than it felt on Sunday morning. That thing turns into some super mattress, and the pillow is just all of a sudden, I've never loved you so much. And uh, if she got up and made coffee, well, we'd never go to church. Yeah, there's pressure for us to do the right thing. It says for our light affliction. Another word we could put in there would be contradiction. For our light contradiction. A contradiction is when that we find that we want to do one thing, but there's something that's come into our, our system that says it's not going to happen. Faith is that thing. The Bible says, by the stripes of Jesus, you were healed, but you feel like old Billy. You don't feel healed. Y'all know that feeling. Yeah. Recently, maybe. Maybe right now, he's like, I feel, I feel. But you say, the Bible says, God's word says, Jesus says, I'm healed. I am healed, past tense healed. I was healed, and therefore I am healed, but I don't feel healed. I'm taking all my senses in and programmed up and says, you feel like a, a dog. You're just like, wow, this is so bad. But the Bible says, so there's a contradiction. And if you can't master the contradiction, you can't walk by faith. Because one of them's true. Well, of course it's true that I'm sick. I'm sick. I just threw up. I feel terrible. My temperature's up. I got all sorts of issues going on. That's the truth. Yes, it is true. It's a fact. It's a fact. It's a fact. Everything's haywire in your body. Everything's weird in your money. Like, ah, we don't have enough to pay the rent. But the Bible says that he supplies all of my need. But there, where is it? What is it? There's a contradiction. And to walk by faith, you have to master the contradiction. Amen? So it says here, verse 17, our light affliction, which is but for a moment. I looked that word up, and it means just for a moment. Worketh for us, it's, it's affecting a change for us, a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. The word weight there can be translated authority. So there's an authority or a weight of glory that comes by writing out the contradiction, not just losing it and saying, that's crazy, that Bible says I should feel good, that I'm healed, but I feel like old Billy, and it's just not true. Something's wrong. I'm bailing on the Bible because it's just not true. It says I was healed, but I, I am not healed. You'll bail. 
And you won't have the eternal or the weight of glory working in your life. There's a time lapse. There's something that has to be weighted out. The Bible says in Galatians, don't be weary in well-doing. There's a time lapse there where you have to outlast the contradiction. That it's turning, but if you have to have it today, if you have to have it right now, I got a sea healed now, I got a sea supply now, you won't outlast the contradiction and you will have what the world has always had, which is shortest lack of need and pain of infirmity and sickness. You'll have the facts and not the truth because you didn't outlast the contradiction. Well, we're people of faith. I said, we're people of faith. <laughs> I mean, that's we, if we know anything, we know the truth that sets us free, that there's a change of system. There's a change in the kingdom. I was natural. I was a subject to this world, but now I'm not subject to it. He's lifted me up and lifted me over the troubles of this world. Jesus said that in the world you'll have tribulation, but be a good cheer. I've lifted you up. I've taken you over the tribulation. Yeah, it's still there. Yeah, it's still everywhere, but you don't have to go through it. We're going to take you around and over all of that. So uh, no doubt, no doubt, faith is a maintenance life. I wish we could just say one and done. You know, you believe God for money one afternoon, Tuesday, you, you, you said, I got this money, my rent payment, I got it, and I'm done believing. I got it one and done, but you know, next Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, you're facing a contradiction again. And what happens was you either finally fail, you just finally get tired of the contradiction. You don't grow up. You got to have somebody sit there and pat you all the time saying, now, baby, it's going to be okay. You know, this is going to pass and God's going to come through and the word is true. And you can do it. Now, come on, baby. You can do it. You can do it. You, if, there's lots of Christians like that. Oh, baby, just hang on a little longer. Maybe two hours instead of... It's going to take an hour or two sometimes. Anything that doesn't take time is called a miracle. Right. Miracles, by virtue of their definition, is something that happens instantly. Right. But healing is a long-term thing. Supply is not in the morning. It's, it's tomorrow afternoon and next month. It's... It's a system. It's a process that we work because we outlast the contradiction. Time is not a factor. We just say it doesn't matter to me. I got it. I got it. The word says it. It's truth. I know the truth. I'm intimately involved. I'm not bailing on this girlfriend or on this friendship or whatever just because, you know, she gave me a little look and I didn't know what that was. So I'm out of here. Nope. We stay buckled in and we go for the long ride. And it'll always take us where we need to go. Uh, so what is faith? Well, faith is complicated. Faith is hard. No, faith is simply the process of putting truth in your heart. Is that hard? It's the process of putting faith in your heart. And when faith comes in your heart by hearing and hearing the word, faith comes. It comes like, well, it'll come someday. No, you put the word in, faith comes. When you put green beans in, green beans have come. <laughs> or whatever you do, you know, you, you read the sign, you've read the sign. When you put the word in, when you put truth in, it comes. You're in faith. All of a sudden, you're in faith. Do you feel in faith? No, but it's in there because faith arises. Faith, is, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. The God kind of faith comes by hearing the God word. So when you put it in, faith rises up. How do we get in faith? We put the word in. 
We put the truth in. We're not perusing it. We're not uh, uh, grazing it. We're putting it in with the intention of strengthening our inner man. This is true. If I put it in, my heart, my spirit man will process this, and I will have faith to do the job, to speak to the mountain, to deal with things, to outlast the contradiction. There's a contradiction. Everything that's involved with faith has a contradiction. There's, if you go, there's no contradiction here. It's just like I needed it to be. Well, you didn't have to be in faith about it. Somebody else was in faith about it. But faith's involved with everything that's supernatural, and it's not ever going to be different. Well, let's look at verse 18, because he said this, this, uh, this contradiction, this pressure, this adversity works for you a good work. How do I do that? While we look not, the word there is take aim. While we take na- aim not at the things which are seen. Here's the contradiction. Things that are in the sense realm are not going to say that or tell the same story, things that are in the faith realm. By his stripes ye were healed, and I feel like old Billy. There's a contradiction there. So what do we do? He says you have to choose. There's a fork in the road. There's two ways to go. Everybody can say, hey, this is how I feel. This is what I uh, uh, think it's going to be based on my experience, based on things that have always happened. This is how I think it's going to turn out. That's the sense realm. And it's reliable. But it doesn't have much punk. It doesn't have much power. It doesn't have much return. It doesn't have much reward. No contradiction, no reward. You can expect what you're going to have. And uh, the, the world, the devil, the curse, it'll cheat you out of that every once in a while. But you just keep pressing in and you can get along. You can get along. But if you want to go in the faith realm, you have to say no more senses. There's a contradiction, though. Which one is it? Which way is it? You and I choose. I choose. How do I want to live my future? I want to live the, uh, the expected, the way it's always been, the way everybody has it, or do I want to come up higher? Well, I don't want to come up higher, and I don't want to outlast the contradiction. I want it now. That's, that's, that's a baby Christian. I want it now. You pray for me, Pastor. You, you, you do it for me. Well, we can for a little ways. When you're first starting out, we can help. When you don't know anything, pastors can help. A friend can help. Your mom in the, in the Lord can help. And they could. But after a while, the Lord said, we got to take these training wheels off. <laughs> so they take the training wheels off, and we, we, t- we, we roll two, two, two cycles, and we fall over and skin our knee, and it hurts. And we, Mama, we want you to come back and show us, to, and you do it. No, we all got to walk by faith. It's personal. You have to walk. I have to walk by faith. But there's a contradiction. But sir, pretty soon, like anything else, you get where the contradiction doesn't bother you. I, there for a while, way back, I'm talking about way back, uh, you know, when you first get a Diet Coke, well, tab was the first thing. Uh, that's how old I am, tab. Y'all, y'all remember tab, ah, that's saccharine. And you put that on your lips and you just want to cry like you've just, you know, fire. Gasoline, diesel, it's terrible. But if you keep drinking Tab, then it's no problem to go to a Diet Coke because you've been delivered, you know. You can't, just, you can't just come off of a good old savvy sugared Coke. 
and just go get you your first swig of a Diet Coke and say, this is good. No, it's not good. It's terrible. But if you just keep hanging in there, if you just keep on drinking the thing, that's how anybody gets addicted to anything, good and bad. They just keep on sucking on it and putting it in, and eventually they can handle it. Well, that's the way it is by faith. You just settle down and say, I know there's a contradiction here. See, if you know it is there before you start, you can handle it. Well, I'm so surprised there's a contradiction here. I'm so surprised that I didn't just say, by his stripes, I'm healed, and I feel better. No, there's a contradiction. We know there's one. Put your little finger in there and say, I knew it. You knew it. You knew there was a contradiction. So why are we wailing and carrying on and, and crying and, and, and just, just not acting right when we know there's a contradiction? Then you want to ask, well, how long is it going to last? How long is this contradiction going to last? Well, how much word did you put in? None. Well, it may be there a while. It may be, it may be, yeah, it's going to be a stretch. But you and I decide how fast, how fast faith works. It's not God up there saying, you know, I really need to choke this thing off and make him really learn a lesson. And even though he's in faith, I'm going to hold this thing back. No, it's up to me. If I want to move fast... I can. If I want to be a, a crybaby and just say I want to suck on the bottle and I don't, I don't care, but I don't, I don't want the contradiction. You can have it any way you want it. Now, if you think it's somebody else responsible, you're not going to do much about it. But if you know it's you that's responsible, how much money do you have in your bank account? Well. Unless you're on some sort of program, you have in there as much as you put in there. Well, how come there's not more money in my account? Well, because you didn't put any more in there than that. You, you want 200 in there, but you just put 100. Well, how come? It's just 100. Well, you got to put another 100 in. Everybody knows that. And you got a faith bank, and if you put it in, you can spend it. And if you don't put it in, you don't have it to spend. You've got to go find somebody else. Can I borrow your faith? Can I, can, would you come over here and speak to this and talk to that and, and turn this around? Well, we'll agree with you and we'll try and we'll, you know, we'll get you through as best we can. But the next time you need, you need, you need to go put more faith in your bank. This is real good, y'all. It's so simple. It just makes you wonder why you just went... And, and just went through a, t a faith teaching that had all these details. So, uh, verse 18, We look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Not seen. What are those things that are not seen? It's the truth part of the contradiction. It's the Word. We look at the Word. How do we look at it? We put it in. And it, it's, like a, it's like a movie. You put the film in, the video in, and it starts playing out in your heart. You start seeing yourself healed. You start seeing yourself victorious. You, you play the video that you put in. And we know, we know that whatever you talk about gets bigger in our lives. So if you talk about, oh, poor pitiful me, and then nothing good ever happens, and I'm always the scapegoat, and they always kick me, then if you talk about it, it gets bigger. Amen. So we got to put in greater is he that is in me as he is. So am I in this world. I always triumph in him in Christ Jesus. That's what you got to put in because that's then that is the movie that'll play. 
That's the movie that'll come up in your heart. Yeah, yeah, I got this. I got this. I got this. When nothing around you physically and in your sensory realm says, we got this. There's a movie playing inside that says, you know, I got this. I don't have the rent money this morning, but the rent money's not due this morning. I got this. Well, that's a big contradiction. No problem. No problem. No. There's no contradiction. I've mastered the contradiction. Well, can't you hear the landlord calling you? It's no problem. I got the word playing the video inside of me. This isn't, this isn't hard. This isn't personal. Where God doesn't like me, and he's just holding back. That's not personal. Go as fast as you want. That's why it says meditate in the word day and night. It says, you, why would it say that if just any amount's the same? No, go fast. Well, I, I, so when I wake up on Sunday morning, I hear a little bit of the preaching. Uh-huh, that's how much word I have in. Well, you may not be going very fast. You may not be NASCAR in the word of God yet. <laughs> okay, well, there's, a, there's this conflict this faith conflict, and people don't like it. They don't like the conflict. They want things associated with God to just be easy. Well, he did make faith easy. He just said, just read my word, meditate in my word. And that's, how hard is that? Well, I want it delivered, and I want it put in while I'm asleep, and I want it, you know, so that, so I just, that's what I want. Well, baby, baby. You're going to see the doctor a little bit more. You're going, to, you're going to have to measure out your money a little more. and make this. It's all going to be hard, isn't it? It's going to be hard if, you're trying, if you can't master the contradiction. And we've got to. Turn with me to Mark chapter 5, if you would. Let's just look at this as long as we can. I think you got it, but we'll enforce it here. Now, faith has evidence. You go, well, I know I, you say that if I put the word in, if I put the word in, faith comes by hearing, faith arises by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Well, how will I know, how will I know that I'm in faith? There's several things that happen in our life that don't happen when you just put in information. One thing that happens is you start knowing some stuff. You just know. Well, how do you know? Well, I just know. How do you know it's okay? I just know. Well, how do you know that you know? Well, because I put the Word in, and the Word knows, and I put the Word in, and truth knows. Truth knows. Truth always wins. Jesus always wins, and He's true. Uh, the second thing is, is that uh, truth speaks. Faith speaks. Oh, yeah, I, I make my confessions every morning. No, we're not talking about confessions you make every morning out of the head. Now, make those confessions, but understand, that's not the faith confession. That's the head confession. Faith has a voice, and it will speak on its own. It'll just start saying, we got this. It'll just start saying, yeah, we can do this. Let's step out on that. The third thing that I know is that faith rests. Everybody around is losing their mind, and we got it. We got it. Our mind, our thoughts are clear. The mind of Christ is feeding uh, the plan of God up into us because faith rests. If you don't have faith, you're not resting. 
And the last thing that I know, and there's a lot of things you can say about faith, but just these will help you know to measure yourself, is that faith makes plans. Faith makes plans. Well, we're going to wait and see if it works, and then we're going to make some plans. Well, that's good. If you're not in faith, that's how you better do it. But if you're in faith, you can just say, okay, based on my faith, I'm going to make plans. There's still a contradiction here. There's still, I feel like old Billy still. I hadn't got the money still. I had, there's a contradiction, but I know, and I'm resting. And this time lapse that's working in me concerning what I've believed for and what I've received and what faith has gathered up, I can make plans. I'm not waiting to see if I got it. I got it. So I'm making plans now. Well, just the very fact that you make plans means that you're, you're tied into it. You're tied into the truth. The truth can't lie. The truth can't fail. The truth is always going to get it. So I'm putting truth in. I'm a truth lover. Are you a truth lover? Love and truth. I love truth. When I hear the contradiction, even out of my own voice, out of my own life, when I say, uh, when I tell something that's not true, you know, you're not lying, but you just, you, you just say things and you go, well, yeah, that's the way it is. And then you hear yourself say it and you go, you know, that's not right. You ever done that? Where you just go, you know, I, I thought it was, and when I didn't say it, it was, but when it came out, I knew it didn't ring true. And you say, this has got to end right now. You just, you don't say, well, good enough, nobody else knows. You know, and you are the arbiter of your life. You are the, you are the captain of your own ship. And so if you know, so faith, uh, Mark chapter five in verse 35, let's see. Yeah, we got a little time here. Uh, 535, while he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, thy daughter is dead. Well, there's a, there's a change of events. Why troublest thou the master any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, be not afraid, only believe. So truth spoke. Isn't Jesus truth? Yeah. Truth spoke and said, we're going to put a contradiction in here. Contradictions are good. When you hadn't got any hope but the natural way, the, the way that you can figure out, the way they all planned out at the bank and at the, at the hospital, they said, this is what we're going to do. You want a contradiction. You want someone to step in and say, thus saith the word of God, you shall live and not die and declare the illustrious acts of God. You want the contradiction. You want something that, that bucks up against that obvious and that known and that understood. And you want, you want a contradiction. And Jesus said, don't be afraid, only believe. So he injected a contradiction. Now, in the, in the uh, Amplified, listen to what it says. Amplified says in verse 35, overhearing but ignoring what they said. Let's go back to the verse 35. Excuse me, verse 36, I said that wrong. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, the, uh, the Amplified says, overhearing but ignoring what he said. What, uh, he said. And so, uh, let me tell you about faith. Faith is based on hearing and hearing the word. So as long as you've got your ear gates open and your eyes a certain amount, but, you know, you're going to be taking in everything's around. And uh, in West Texas, we have a lot of hog farms. And uh, you never wonder if there's a hog farm around. You never say, you know, this is a really pretty country. 
It just seems so pleasant. And all of a sudden, the hog farm is just a quarter mile away, and the wind's blowing from there to you. And you know exactly what's going on. <laughs> you don't have to have a bulletin or a, you know, a form coming in saying, you have entered that realm. Well, it's the same way with the world. You're believing God. You've put the word in, but your ear gates are still open. And suddenly someone comes in, don't trouble the master anymore. Your daughter is dead. You have to have an interruption to cut that off. Or it will try to get into your heart and nullify what you're believing for. So the Lord Jesus said, do not be afraid, only believe. The word says he, he uh, overhearing, but ignored what they said. Let me tell you something, family. Sometimes you got to just flat shut it off and ignore it. And if you got to be rude, just, just say you're sorry another day. But live, win, stand in that moment. Don't apologize. Don't say, I'm sorry you're wrecking my faith and I'm, I understand you're carnal and no good and of the devil and, you know, the, the hell has sent you. You just skip all that stuff. It, it's not going to help. Just say, just ignore. Just ignore. Just cut it off. By stripes, I am healed. It's real important to do that. And the reason is, is because everybody hears a report. When you're in the crush, when you're in the faith fight, you are going to hear the evil report. Y'all say amen. Well, you are. Just, just pay attention if you need to. You will hear the, the bad report. And it will be contrary to what you are believing. And the purpose of it is to get you to persuade over out of the contradiction and become aligned with or affirmed with the facts. Your baby's going to die. We cannot loan you the money for that car. This isn't going to happen. That's not going to happen. Uh, so faith knows. Remember, faith knows. And faith also knows what to ignore. Sometimes you got to get around, get out of the way of people that have the bad report. Do you all know those people? Sure you do. Just love them and take them a present on their birthday and Merry Christmas them when they come out their driveway next door and just be a blessing, but pay no attention to what they say. You go, well, I want to be sociable. Not on that day when you're standing. To slip back to Mark chapter 4, Right there, the chapter before, and look in verse 37. It says, And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. So he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow, and they awakened to him, and saying to him, Master, carest not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? How is it, now y'all tell me how it is, that you can be in a ship that's swamped, in other words, filled up with water, so much so that the captain and all his little underlings are just losing it, and you're back there on a pillow asleep. They're, they're carrying on big time, and yet he's still asleep. He's the master of ignoring the things that are contrary to truth. And you and I have to learn to master things. 
so that we know what to go after, what to pursue, what to, what to chase, and we know what to completely ignore. I know we want to be nice to people. I know we want to be sociable and all those things. But sometimes you just got to be, if you just can't get rid of them, you just got to get rid of them. You want to live or you want to go down the road that you don't live? So faith gives you the right. There is a right in faith because you and I are new creations in Christ. And if we become strong, if we become victors, if we become triumphant, then we can help the very people that are unwittingly used of the devil to try to put us under. Absolutely. So that's what we do. We just choose what we're going to do. Uh, Ephesians 4.27, you know this one, it says, Neither give place to the devil. Well, this is part of what that is. It's not like, well, the devil's at the front door. I'm not going to give him any place. No, that's your neighbor that came over to find out, you know, how are you feeling? And, and, and that they had a cousin that got that little thing that you're dealing with. And they died or almost died. And they had a brother that did die. And, 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 uh, and what medicine are you taking? Oh, yeah, that's what he was taking when he died. And uh, you go, how can, you, how can this happen? Oh, it's orchestrated. It's absolutely planned out. It's absolutely schemed out. And uh, the Amplified says, Leave no such room or foothold for the devil. Give no opportunity to him. So the devil's job is to, is to try to steer you and I. Listen, listen. He's trying to steer you to what to focus on. Now, if you're easily distracted, if you have a, a thing about uh, you, you cannot stay on something very long, that is your goal, because you have to stay on this. It doesn't matter what your intent is, what your pursuit, what your heart is, and saying, oh, I want the word, I want truth. You have to develop inside of your mind, your soul, a thing that says, I will stay here five minutes. I will pray five minutes without uh, thinking about the washing and the car and the kids. I will, I will stay in the word ten minutes. And you've got to set a clock. If, if that's what it takes, you've got to set a timer. And you've got to say, here it is, five minutes. I'm reading the Word, and it doesn't matter if they're screaming bloody murder outside my closet door. I am going to stay attentive. And the devil's not, I'm not going to give him any place. You go, that's a lot of work. It's a lot of stuff. The process of faith is so simple, we can do it. All we have to do is put the word in. We don't have to climb every mountain and swim every sea. We don't have to prove to God we're holy and, you know, we'll never do that again or whatever. No, just put the word in. Y'all got a Bible at home? You got a Bible under every rock and every table and every chair at home? Sure we do. I went to the bookstore the other day and bought four of them just so I'd have one in my travel bag, one I had in my pickup, one in my car, and one in my office just so that I'd always, always... I'm, I'm, I'm orchestrating my life so that it's easy for me to be attentive to the Word. So yes. 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 I'm going to win by being a winner. You don't win by certain strategies or crafts or maneuvers. You win by putting in winner. And then him inside comes out. In every situation, exceeding abundantly above what you can ask or imagine, he comes out. And when the day's done and the contradiction's settled, you've won. That's it. Well, that doesn't seem very hard. It's not hard. Well, faith is hard. Yeah, 
That's the way we've made it, because we want great faith, so we say we've got to work hard. No, you just got to do the same thing that when you have little faith you, and you do little things, you just got to do them in a bigger, bigger maneuver. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. The Bible says we should do exploits. The people that know their God will be strong and do exploits. My Lord, there's an assignment on everybody. Everyone has an assignment. Paul said, I've run my race and I've, I've run the race and I finished my course. Everybody has a course to finish. Well, the devil got in the way. Yeah, he did. Well, my neighbor, my wife, my husband, my kids, and when I get my kids raised, I'll be able to... No, we have to do it now. Point yourself and say, hey, you, <laughs> get it done and do it now. So you have an assignment for 2019. It could be that you would have had 17 and 16 and 15, but the Lord just, he's so good, he doesn't stack it up on us. He just reconfigures, reroutes it, and says, ah, we got this. You can do it all in 19. Going to have to do it different, but we're going to do it in 19. Amen. There's a plan for your life. I'm so glad there's a plan for my life. I'm glad he didn't just get me to earth and then get me born again, which is a miracle for me anyway, and just fill me with the Holy Ghost and then heal me when I was, if it hadn't been for doctors, I would, I would be in heaven. Doodle-doodle-doo or whatever they do up there. Hallelujah. But he saved me for such a time as this. We've been set apart, and it is time to put on the things of the Lord Jesus. Now, I, I say this. Eternity's long enough. You can do your doing. You're, you're messing around during the millennium. A thousand-year reign. Ah, that's plenty of time. You don't even know anybody that's lived 100 years old or 120. So that'll be plenty. You'll be tired of everybody in a thousand years. Really? So work hard now. Do the plan of God now. Get this word in. Get understanding in. Be strong. Oh, i got to find that little thing again. I love it. I love it. Noah looked like an idiot until it started to rain. Keep building. Keep believing. Keep pressing. Your justification is coming. Praise God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the word. We thank you. Your word has never failed. It cannot fail. And Lord, as much as we've messed it up and turned it around and jumped in and then jumped out, you don't even care. You're just like, I got this. So Lord, we just take your plan up today. It's so simple. It's so easy. I put the word into my life and the word does the work. The word does the lifting. The word goes the distance. The Word does the job. The Word does it all. All I do is put the Word in me. And Lord, I've set myself this year to be easily persuaded to believe. I'm not, I'm not bucked up anymore. I'm not rebellious. I'm not saying I have to be a, uh, like Thomas. I have to see some things. Lord, if you bring it into my life, I've already said yes. Could have a little better amen right there. I've already said yes. I went into my closet and I said, I know stuff's coming this year that's glorious and wonderful. It's going to take faith to master the contradiction when I see it. But I've already decided I'm on it now. 
and it will be good, good, good in my life. Amen. 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 Well, healing's no problem because whatever it takes. You know, once you decide that whatever it takes, I'm staying on the Word, it doesn't take long. It's when you have that ambivalence, that, that hesitation that says, I wonder if this is going to take a long time. I might ought to get an appointment with the doctor in case it's going to take till tomorrow. Well, that's what, that's what upsets us when you say, bless God. Bless God if they have to call 911 and get me out of here and I don't even know about it. I'm staying on the Word. Once you do that, whoa, once you do that, you got it. Once you draw the line, once you say, greater is He that is in me, I'm going with the Word. It doesn't take long. It's just that we don't want to say that because we want an out. We're weak, we're little, we're, we're natural. I, I say that we is everybody else is what I'm saying. Except Jemison, where we'll let y'all be in with us. Hallelujah. We're strong. Strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Amen. All right. All right. We're done. Was that good? It was. Amen. Y'all want to have a good 2019? Better than 18? Y'all want one better than 18? It wouldn't take much to be better than 17. But I will tell you this about my 17. Y'all know my 17. I, just, I don't say it was rougher than anybody else's, but it was plenty... Plenty, I had plenty of giddy-up in it. And I passed some marvelous tests in that year by just, I pulled off one day, the third day, and just said, I'm settling this now. I knew I could settle it in six months. I knew I could even settle it in three months. And I just said, you know, I'm going to settle this now. It's not up to God. It's not even up to my emotions. It's up to me. And I got a grip around my emotions. I said, you know, I... I I hate this. I don't know how it happened. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But it's done. It was done. And stuff that comes to you, it's done many times. If you didn't raise it up, if you didn't, you know, it's done. And so then you got to say, is this going to define my future or is this just going to be something that everybody knows about my past? Well, I just decided it wasn't going to define my future. And I rose up. I'm not bragging on me. I'm, if I can do anything to help y'all think right. I'm going to tell you about how I didn't think right, and suddenly the Lord challenged me to think right, and I did, and it just changed everything. I'm the happiest little fire boy you ever saw. I am the, I am happy, 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 and I got as bad a stuff in my past as any.